It's the Score North Twin Show. What's our magic number right now? After oh, y- we're yesterday, down. Yesterday was about as good as you can do. You win your game, and then Cleveland loses both of their games to the Dodge. 29. 29 games. Under 30 to go. Start. So you got you got Cleveland next week and then the week after again, right? So you, you might actually wind up clinching this thing in Cleveland in a couple weeks if they just lose all their games between now and then. They're trying. Keep losing double headers. They're doing well, their damnedest to help. So if they, let's just say, they win every game against Cleveland, you would, that's 12, is there six <laughs> games left, right? Let's see How many here. games so left against yeah. Cleveland or seven? Six, right? I think it's six. six. I think it's six. That's, that's here, 12. That's so 12 could, off the magic number. Potentially, yes, shave off 12 immediately right there. That would obviously put it at 17. <laughs> yeah, this is good. And then if you sweep the Rangers three more here, that that would get you down to uh, 14. And then, uh, yeah, so you're, I mean, you're looking at probably two weeks from now, quite frankly, the Twins are, Twins are going to clinch. Did you say sweep the Rangers? Woo, you're going the Ran- for it. Four, the four the Rangers six. are not playing well. It's funny because they actually have the best run differential still in, for sure, in the American League. They're yeah. second in all of baseball in run differential. But they've lost seven straight games. The Mariners and the Astros are both a game behind the Rangers. Yep. And according to ESPN.com's playoff percentages, the Mariners and Astros both have better playoff odds than the Rangers do right now. Which means so that feeling. the Rangers could be coming here for the playoffs. Yeah. So right now it'd be the Astros, according to the just the percentage. So they're tied with the Mariners, but okay. the Mariners are point zero zero one percentage yeah. points over. So you'd you'd be hosting the Astros for the second time in a handful of years in a playoff series. How how would you feel about that? I feel pretty good about them beating the Astros. I feel really? pretty good about that. Yeah, I would. I feel pretty good about that one. Mm, I, I don't like their odds against the Astros. I don't. I don't like that. If the the thing about Texas is, I mean, they're damn good. Their starting pitching is, you know. Solid. They they went out and got Jordan Montgomery from St. Louis. They got Scherzer from the Mets, but that bullpen looks dicey. There's not that many surefire teams in the American League. You know, like the give me the Braves in the National League, obviously. Yeah. But almost any team you would go against, like look at the Orioles, for instance. We don't. It's the Orioles. Are they really? It's a. It's a lot of inexperience. It's, you know, they haven't really done this as an organization in like 25 years. So I think almost any team you're going against, you could find some sort of flaw to to pick at in the American I, League. I think if I was to rank the realistic potential first-round opponents for the Twins, the Astros would be the team I'd least like to play. Really? I take Texas right now with that bullpen. Seattle's gotten hot, but I don't totally trust them to, you, to what you're talking about, Phil. Tampa? And, and Toronto. Yeah, I mean, Tampa also hot and cold. I mean, they got off to that great start, but they've been no great shakes. Although so, Tampa, I'm sorry, Tampa, there's almost no way. Yeah. You're, there's almost Seattle, mathematically Texas, it's going to be tough. Houston, the, Toronto, the Jays right? and the Red Sox. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, here's just a snapshot of if the, because the Twins are going to be locked into that three seed. So they're mm-hmm. going to play the six seed. And right now there's, there's four options. Realistically, Tampa would have to come down like six games. So Seattle, Houston, Toronto, and then the Red Sox. the The Yankees are seven. Nah, they're, the well, Yankees, they're, 10, they're ten back of that spot right there. So that's not happening. 
They're absolutely cooked. Yeah, I think Houston is the team I'd least like to play yeah. from that group. So, well, we're going to – a couple things here. We do have some we do have some controversy, immaculate grid controversy we're going to get to here, sort of behind the scenes of the show that we're going to bring, <clears throat> excuse me, to you guys, the audience, and you can help us judge who's in the right or the wrong. And we have some feedback Friday questions and comments and concerns. Hit us up always. YouTube comment sections are a great place, and the feedback tab in the Score North app. And we try to turn these Friday Score North Twin Shows into responding to you guys. But uh, if you are looking to get to the ballpark, there are tickets still available for the homestand here. And you can find them at twins.com slash tickets, twins.com slash tickets. If you want to see, you know, maybe you can plan ahead here and see when are they going to have the championship celebration? Maybe look ahead into mid-September and see if you can time it up. Go get some tickets, twins.com slash tickets. Max Scherzer on Saturday night. That'd be a fun game to go to. That's going to be, yeah. I'm debating that button. one. Bring your bleep button. Oh, I love that. I love that he's guy. A, he's an old school salty SOB. And uh, Rich Hill. When Rich Hill yeah, was pitching for the Rich Twins for with no fans in the pandemic season, you could hear every, da, 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 and every <laughs> well, other swear word. He'd swear too. and grunt. He and Sonny yeah. Gray like loved to grunt. Yeah. Maeda a little bit too. We should do a ranking of like the, the best grunting pitchers <laughs> of all time. <laughs> yeah. Rich Hill's way up there. Yeah. Also a shout out to our friends at Fratelloni's. Fratelloni's is one of the largest Weber oh. dealers in the state. And they're here to help you kick off tailgating season. So, you know, football tailgating season. Got the gophers in less than a week. Oh, my gosh. Look, is that you, Declan? That is me. I got the shrimp. I had the shrimps this week. I had the shrimpies on the grill. I had the uh, kebabs on the grill. Of course, on oh. my Weber. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't messing around this week. Grill grilling is happening year round in the golf house. Doesn't matter if it's summer or winter. My Weber grill is loaded and locked every single year. Wow, the food the food porn was a, a welcome addition here to the B roll collection. So yeah, Fratelloni's is one of the largest Weber dealers in the state. If you want to get a brand new Weber grill, you can go to scornorth.com and enter keyword Weber to find out more, or stop into a, one of the twenty plus metro locations of Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden. Let's get to the feedback here, gentlemen. Dan Stein says, Falvey ought to thank his friends back in Cleveland for saving his ass from getting fired for missing the playoffs again. What do you, let's, let's, in an alternate universe where like, if Cleveland wasn't such a dumpster fire and the whole division, right? It's not just Cleveland. It's the whole division. Yes. Yes. If there was another formidable team, because the Twins right now, you know, compared to some of the other division, even some of the wildcard teams, the Twins are like, they would not be a wildcard team right now. Correct. They'd be kind of buried in those standings. What do you think the conversation would be like internally and externally if the Twins were sitting here out of playoff position again, if they, if they weren't playing in such a bad division? I don't think Falvey would be in trouble. I think Baldelli would be. I don't think I, that they've invested the poll ads being they have invested so much money and and time in in the vision that Derek presented. I think it would take a few more years. Um, but to the point of the division itself, I pray to God that this division is at least respectable next season. Don't you like this to me is not. This division's just a joke. It's awful. I I want I want some I want one or two teams, ideally two. And I thought it'd be the White Sox by now and there. You talk about dumpster fire. Um, but I want one or two teams to be good, to really compete. 
because this is like the Cleveland thing they dumped. So, yeah, it's it's a good point. I mean, there was definitely pressure taken off by the fact that the Guardians traded their ace, Aaron Savali, at the deadline and basically said, we're done. And the players are like, okay, cool, we're done too. On the division front, I think this is actually good news long-term for the state of realignment in baseball. Because now it's not going to be the Yankees, but let's say it was the Yankees as the sixth seed. And I know how Twins fans feel about the Yankees, but it'd be a pretty brutal thing that one of these wildcard teams probably has a good amount of potential to have a better record than the Twins when the sixth seed plays the three seed. I, I know they've talked about realignment and also talked about expansion in baseball. I think an episode like this, where it's probably going to be, what, 85, 86 wins? I saw a stat. I think the Twins have to play, like, 10 games above 500 between now and the end of the season to get to 90 wins, which is Mm -hmm. probably out of reach. So it's going to be, like, an 85 to 88 win team that wins this Central Division. This division is so bad, I do wonder if realignment is – the topic at least gets sparked a little bit more. When you said – you mean – because realignment to me is like change the teams and the divisions, or are you saying change the playoff format so that you can't get in if you are like the ninth best team, but you play in a crappy division? More of the former. I, I, I think you'll just have two divisions, and then it would eliminate a possibility where there's the third division that has the 86-win team that, right. is, that is lesser than the wildcard team. I kind of like the old, like, I don't know, as a kid, we just had the, the East and the West, you know? But the Twins in 87... Despite having, what was there, like seven or eight teams, seven teams or whatever in the West, and they won with with 80, is it 85 wins or something? And they won the Yeah, the West was down that that year. Yeah. Definitely. So I I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't oppose that. Okay, here's another interesting one. Roger Dawson says, if the Twins extend to 0-20, if they they get in and they get swept twice, it'd be home too, by the way. You'd you'd lose two home playoff games. (laughs) Fully capable. He says, Joe Madden and full control. He would give the keys to the organization to Joe Madden if they got swept Ooh. out again. So that Joe was Madden, so that now? that was that would have been super popular six years ago. Um, now I don't think so. And plus, these guys, it's very clear, full control. As long as Falvey's here, full control ain't happening. Like he I don't know that have, he needs full. You don't. Want, that's not a thing in yeah, baseball. No, but he, I'm he's just a saying, manager. But I'm just saying to talk about full control in baseball w- with how baseball is run now is an impossibility, right? Yeah. Because like we know that Rocco basically gets told, "Hey, here's your plan," and he's like, "Okay, that's my plan." So to think that the Twins would then say, "Oh yeah, Joe Madden." Uh, plus, as far as Joe goes, the thing with the Angels flamed out pretty badly and pretty quickly. I don't think that the I'm not saying he won't get a job again. I think he probably will if he wants one. But I also don't think that Joe Madden carries near the uh, clout that he did five to six years back. So I don't know that he would be the guy. Well, a couple things on this, because I actually this is an interesting conversation. He is going to be 70 years old in February. I do wonder, you know, when he was in his mid 50s with the Rays and even like when, when the Cubs won the World Series, that was you know, coming up on eight years ago, if, you know, if we're talking getting into 2024. So I do wonder when you put a 70 year old inside a room with a bunch of like 23 year olds, 25 year olds, you got to be a little careful with that, but he's kept himself young. He's a young spirit. And I actually think the angels thing should just be written completely off to the side. The angels problems go so far and beyond Joe Madden organizationally, culturally, right? 
Joe Madden was there for two and a half years. The Angels have had Mike Trout for a decade. They had they've had Shohei for like six years, right? So I almost just take the Angels stint and put it off to the side. The work that Joe Madden did as a manager in Tampa and with the Cubs, two at the time, especially with the Cubs and Theo Epstein and the Rays, analytically driven front offices that are trying to connect to young players. And he was a great liaison between you know analytical front office and and young baseball players. So I would consider do I think Joe Madden right now today is a better manager of a clubhouse than Rocco Baldelli? Yes. Yes, I do. It's interesting because typically it doesn't happen in all sports, but you always try to hire like the opposite thing of what you have. So like even look at Texas right now, like the Rangers have Bruce old grizzled Bruce Bochy managing the Texas Rangers right after Jeff Bannister flamed out. And I think ta- uh, Chris Woodward was the other manager there beforehand from like 2019 to 2022. So they went back to old school Bruce Bochy and then the White Sox, right at the Tony La Russa thing. And I know he's now back as a consultant, which is just hilarious, but they go to Tony La Russa and it sparks them to, you know, they won the central, I believe in 2021. I don't see the poll ads going rogue of the, let's get back the old grizzled baseball manager, but it would be an interesting route of what do they want? Do they want another puppet master like Rocco to a degree? What would, why is that? And why would that, what would that front office want to hire? That isn't Rocco Baldelli. Falvey does. Like as as long as Derek is here, you're not going to, they'll, they'll never go back to a guy like Paul Molitor, they did him a favor now, but like they clearly, he clearly, cause he's a baseball savant. I mean, Paul's a baseball genius and they clearly did not like, like the fact that he basically said, this is what we're going to do. And they're like, no, 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 we got ideas too. Um, if, if you were really going to make like, just for fun here, if you were going to make an impact attempt, right? Like full control, it ain't Joe Madden. If you were going to break the bank, it's Theo. I'd love to give Theo one more shot, and I would fire everyone I had to. I, I'll drive down to Target Field right now and fire everyone. But, but I mean, he would be the guy. Why would, like, why would talking, he ever entertain doing that, though? This is the a lot of. But money. this is this is the dude that 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 brought the Red Sox and the Cubs from '86 and 108 year World Series yeah. droughts. But you I'm know, just like, saying, if we're having fun talking about like full control, like just a break the bank, I don't give a damn move. And it's, you know, Joe Madden and Theo Epstein with the Twins are not going to happen. But if we're just having fun talking about it, that's my move. Like, that would yeah. be the guy that I would pursue. And I would just fire, you know, everyone he didn't want to keep, I would fire. What about Aaron Boone? If he gets no. blown out in New York? Aaron, so it's Aaron, Aaron Boone or Rocco Baldelli, who would you rather have? I think I'd rather have Aaron Boone. I would rather have Aaron Boone as a manager. Aaron Boone's a better manager, I think. I'd have to give that some thought. Yankees fans would laugh at if that. If I'm going to fire Rocco Baldelli, which I have no problem with, the post. if I'm going to fire Baldelli, I need to give thought to my replacement. I need to give thought. Real, to but that. you're you're super down on Baldelli. Yeah, I know, but I need Why to would you have to give thought to it? Wouldn't you just fire him and go find someone? No, that's my point. But I'm saying I don't know that Boone would be my guy. Yes, okay. I would fire him. I would fire him at the end of the season, but then I need – more of a exploration of potential candidates. Okay. Razorbacks one says Mackie is still dreaming on Byron Buxton, hoping the baseball fairy can sprinkle magic dust on Byron and make him an above average player. It ain't going to happen. 
That is correct. I am hoping that that happens. Yes. I don't, I don't know how to respond to that other than you are correct. I am holding out hope that Byron Buxton can give us like a three week stretch of whatever the best version of him at the plate is. But this conversation, (laughs) well, plus this conversation goes so much deeper than that. Like this is no, about a guy. Not according to Razorbacks one on the YouTube I comment mean, this, section. This guy is <laughs> this guy is a, a a game changer when healthy. So yeah, like correct. like yeah. if he just sucked, like if if he had turned into if he was literally now Sano, like there was just no hope. Yeah, then Phil's wrong. But what you're saying is, can you get any semblance of the Buxton who we have seen change games? Yeah. Yeah, Which we're I not we're not that. talking about a bust here, like in terms of he just can't hit. We're we're talking about a guy that just if he can get physically right for three weeks yeah, at the right maker. time, he could be a huge difference maker. And yes, I am I am maybe being pie in the sky optimistic. Who's the baseball fairy? I have no idea. It's, Pixie uh, does. But is it but Bud Selig up there somewhere? I have yeah. no idea. The Tinkerbell of baseball? Yeah, I don't know. Mr. Rocky Buxton. says, I, I, I think just sticking Buxton in center field without having earned that spot will create some animosity on this team. I don't know, man. I think he's earned his stripes as a, one of the great defensive center fielders of at least my lifetime. If, if the organization said, hey, we're going to throw him back out there, I mean, Michael A. Taylor might be like, come on, man, I got 20 home runs. Yeah, it's true. And I play a pretty – actually, th- this is a good segue into the next one. I like Stake 65 on YouTube. Same. I like your YouTube handle. Me too. What's wrong with putting Buxton in right or left field? So you'd have Michael Michael A. Taylor in center field, mm-hmm. and then you'd have Buxton in left or right field, and no fly balls would drop ever left, from the that, from field, that portion, right? Because Kepler's not. I mean, Kepler, Kepler deserves to play defensively. He's really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In fact, Phil, I think that you were out a couple of days ago. Declan and I talked about this, and I said. What about if he doesn't start and Buxton does Michael A. Taylor as a late game replacement and left? So yeah. Assuming, yeah. Yeah. And if his bat came around, well, he can hit a home run if he needs to in the 11th Absolutely. inning, right? But, it but does imagine- intri- that intrigues me. That defensive alignment intrigues me. So part of the problem, obviously, is if you put both Taylor and Buxton in the outfield, then you're going to have to sit either Walner or Kepler or Okay, then one of those guys DHs, and now you're sitting Julian, and he's coming off. So it's you know you're you're spoiled with all these riches in your lineup. Or Taylor right now, doesn't start and just comes in. But but wouldn't no but up. no but we're saying put Buxton in a, in a corner spot. Yes, I and what I'm talking about is we discussed Taylor actually playing a corner spot, probably left. It could be Buck. Um, but I think I think if Buxton can play center field, I would start there. Like if if he's cleared and can play, I would rather put Taylor in a corner spot than Buxton. But it intrigue. But a defensive alignment where a ball wouldn't drop, especially in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, yeah. intrigues me a lot. It's super interesting. Yeah, and that's how a lot of those early two thousands Twins teams racked up so many wins. Right? They they would have. They had stretches where there'd be like three former or current center fielders playing at the same time. Torrey Hunter here, Shannon Stewart played center field in Toronto. Now he's playing left over here. You know, there was even, you know, 2009-10, you'd have Denard, Denard Span and uh, Carlos Gomez were playing center field and, and right field. And that's a, that's a sneaky way. It doesn't always 
show up like a double in the gap would. But if a fly ball that would have been a two RBI double for the opposing team is just a can of corn for Byron Buxton or, you know, Denard Span floating over to the to the to the line like it, it is. It's a thing. It'd be interesting to see if they would do something like this. Go Skate Minnesota says this front office called up Kirloff to make his debut in the playoffs a couple years ago. I'm thinking Brooks Lee could be similar as a late playoff roster addition or September call up. Where are you guys at on this one right now with Brooks? Dex Lee? and I talked about this. We talked about this very thing because Brooks Lee coming up for the playoffs on the surface seems untwins like until you go back to the playoff series against the Astros where they did exactly that with Kirloff and he actually got a hit. Um, I think Declan and I are on board here. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by it for experience, and I'm also intrigued by it because I. it doesn't feel like a lot of situations are too much for Brooks Lee, just from the fact that, you know, he's gone up from, what, double A to triple A, and he might scuffle at first, but he seems to, it feels like, figure it out pretty quickly. So... Count me in as extremely intrigued, and I do think that it's not nearly as anti-twins like when you look at the Kirilov situation, which I think is probably a very similar parallel, and they pulled the trigger on that, so they might do this. Yes. I think, though, the only way this works, and granted, it's still a 26-man playoff roster, I don't know where Brooks Lee plays and where he makes yeah. this roster unless there is an injury to Polanco or uh, Kyle Farmer. They're not going they're not going to give up Farmer's spot for Brooks Lee. They really like Kyle Farmer. They trust Kyle Farmer. So unless there's multiple injuries on the infield side between now and the postseason start and by necessity he has to get up here, um I don't see necessarily Judd was more bullish on it than I was. I don't necessarily see the path where Brooks Lee makes this playoff roster. That's probably accurate cuz right now you're trying to find room for where does Julian go? He's a DH over here. You're going to bring another shortstop, another infielder right. in the mix. It would it, but if if something happened, you know, Polanco is always prone to an ankle or something if all of a sudden you're September 20th and oh man, Polanco might not be able to go in the wild card series. Yeah. And, and another guy here, just the next comment from Jake B. Austin Martin should be called up for Gallo for the postseason. Good base runner. He's been hitting well for a month plus at AAA. Can play multiple positions. He's second base, outfield. I know you guys wrote him off already. I, I wouldn't say we wrote him off already. We were saying if he need if writing him off, we said if he's going to become a big league player, he has to hit for more power. And then immediately he hits like three home runs in a week, right? Um, so Austin Martin right now, at triple a he's getting like a hit every night in the month of august he's He's had four home runs in the last two weeks which basically equals his like (laughs) lifetime career total in home runs in baseball so if all of a sudden like oh wow austin martin is developing enough power to to have that bat play in the major leagues that's an that's another interesting multi-tool player that you could maybe look at i said brooks lee for gallo that, that was mine. I don't think Gallo has a place on the playoff roster. I just don't. And I would prefer Austin Martin. I would prefer Brooks Lee. I would prefer Stella uh, to be on the playoff roster. So I, I don't think Brooks Lee has to be for Farmer. I think that you can find – I just – are you really going to – and I know he can have some pop once in a while, and, you know, he had the 4-for-4 four four game in Philadelphia a few weeks back. 
but yes, I, I would advocate that the Gallo spot should be taken by somebody else. And if it's Martin, Lee, whatever, Man. I don't think that Joey Gallo belongs on the playoff roster. And I almost want to remove the temptation to play him at this point. I, I know think, he's got a good club, but I just don't have, I don't want that bat out there. Yeah. Dude, I think they're going to try and like, like hammer the point home that they've been making all year, which is, you know, there's a reason why we signed him. His bat, he's, I think he's still, think he's still leading the team in home runs or is he tied with Michael A. Taylor? He's, but he's got like 20 home runs on the season. Kepler, I think. Kepler's got 20. Yeah. Would they try to prove a point and say, hey, this is, this is a guy that could just run into something, a three run homer, and all of a sudden he wins you a playoff game? I'm with you. I, 50% strikeout rate since May. Like, I can't have that in a playoff game. I just can't. So, um, good feedback session here from uh, from you guys. Always hit us up via the the YouTube comment section. We're constantly monitoring and uh, and mixing these in later in the week. And then the feedback tab in the Score North app as well. Speaking of Stella, by the way, you know the reason why she's even an option for the Twins playoff roster is because of Nutrisource. Judd, there's Maya right there. Just a big old goofy smile. But uh, if Stella's going to be replacing Joy Gallo, she's going to have to keep eating that Nutrisource. Yep, especially to keep sharp on the bench as she waits to pinch hit. And you know how she does that? <laughs> With those training rewards treats from our friends at Nutrisource. They're always the key to any dog's happiness, including Vincent. Look at that guy right there. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He's uh, he's like Ryan Je- or Stell is more like Ryan Jeffers, Judd. You know, he's, he's sitting in the batting cage waiting for that slider to come around. Just uh, just like Stell is waiting for that Nutrisource street to come around. Vinny, Vinny's more of a fastball guy. He sometimes doesn't really even chew all this food. I'm like, Vinny, take a breath here, pal. Get a calm drink. Down, calm guy. down, guy. I know you love your Nutrisource. You got to calm down. I know you're a fastball hitter, but uh, yes, he loves his Nutrisource streets. Uh, NutrisourcePetFoods.com if you want to check out uh, a, a local Nutrisource retailer in your neighborhood, NutrisourcePetFoods.com. A shout-out, too, to our friends over at Power Lodge. The Power Lodge is celebrating 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. Locations in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, and Sauk Rapids. Also, Miller Marine in St. Cloud. And uh, it's all about preparing mentally for the playoffs. You know, they're, they're, they're six games up on Cleveland. How can you mentally prepare yourself for another Twins playoff series, Judd. Throttle therapy, my friend, which you can find on a Bennington at any time. I mean, look at that. Look at the, you know what? Minnesota sports is nothing but stressful, right? It's nothing yeah. but stressors. It's Vikings games. It's Twins playoff games. It's wild playoff games. So what's the way to throttle down? Take a deep breath and enjoy a gorgeous uh, day outdoor on the water in this beautiful state in summer. That is throttle therapy from our friends and that that Bennington looks absolutely fantastic. Yes. And uh, one more shout out here before we get to immaculate grid drama and an actual immaculate grid. Our favorite van is the Finch home solutions van here to help you with things around your house. And you know what? Words come to mind here. Fast, courteous, impressive Cody and his team at Finch home solutions uh, are all of th- those things. In fact, in fact, their phrase is this, we respect your time. So you don't have to wait on, on us. Can you imagine this? You contact Finch and it's fast. They're out there at your house, fixing whatever needs to be fixed from an 
electrical standpoint. I'm talking stuff as small as an outlet that has to be changed. We're talking about rewiring your house. No project is too big or too small for Finch. They love two things. One, Vikings football, and two, making sure that your home is safe and sound. Uh, call them now, 612-357-2604, or go to finchhomesolutions.com. Finchhomesolutions.com, there's a form on their site that you can fill out what the issue is. They'll be in contact. They'll be out there. And again, they don't want you to have to wait. So no matter what the problem is, contact Finch. Finchhomesolutions.com get you started on the path to getting problems electronically, at least taken care of in your home. All right, it's time for the Immaculate Grid Challenge here. But before we get there, we have uh, some drama that we'd like to bring to the audience here. Something that happened in our three-person text thread yesterday. Um, so you guys know we love the Immaculate Grid. It's probably our favorite thing. We love talking about the twins, but I, I get really excited for the end of these twin shows because we get to take on the Immaculate Grid Challenge. You guys, I feel like, feel the same way. It's, it's a oh, yeah. highlight of your day, right? Well, clearly, we're about to get to that. It's a highlight of Declan's day yeah. every day, regardless of score twin show. So on the weekends, we don't, we don't, unless there's like an emergency episode on like a Saturday or Sunday, it's kind of free reign. We just do the immaculate grid on our own. I thought there was an understanding here that, so we do a twin show at least three days a week, sometimes four, sometimes five, that sometimes we will just do, and we've done like three standalone immaculate grid shows before some that don't even include the twins on the grid. But it's been my assumption, because we love the Immaculate Grid so much, and because we will sometimes just do an Immaculate Grid version of the twin show, that if the twins show up on the grid before any of us individually and selfishly do the grid on our own, that we bring it to the attention of the other two people on the Scorner Twin Show and say, hey, before I do this on my own, did you guys see that the score North twin or that the twins are part of the, the immaculate grid. Right. I assumed that yesterday Declan texts at 1120 AM central time. Damn twins are on the grid today. Right. This is like after we recorded our morning podcast, purple daily, everything right. Judd's out at camp. So the, the recording window has closed scheduled and you're flying back. I'm I'm on a plane later that day. Judd is at practice. So Declan says, damn, twins are on the grid today. And I said, damn, we should record something later. Maybe I can join from my phone, like from the airport or something. And Judd says, yes. And Declan goes, well, I already started the grid. And then Judd and I gave him middle finger emojis and whatever. Mm-hmm. And Declan goes, you guys have poor communication on this. I don't know that it needs to be communicated. We love the grid. If the twins are on the grid, we should broach it with the group so we can do it on the show before we go solo and rogue and do it on our own. That's what I figured. Hey, let that's that should that should not need to be verbalized. But apparently I was wrong. Okay, so you laid out some of this very elegantly and brilliantly. You were in an you were in a different state. Judd was at training camp. Practice. I mean, I, I lived in a different state for two years and we recorded podcasts and content every day. So I'm not, I'm not sure if that argument's going to fly in the. And the I believe the guy in the middle said, I have a hard out at 1035 because I have to travel, I have to pack. I have to, I, mean, I don't know if you had more conventions yesterday at podcast movement. You had a hard out. Judd had three hours at training camp plus a bonus episode 
plus you getting on a plane. To me, it had seemed that window to do a grid had passed because mm. you guys were tied up. I was tied up. And it shouldn't, by, by the way, I didn't even look at the grid until I sent that text. Sometimes I literally wake up and before, I have one eye open, still groggy, and I type in immaculate grid to see, hey, who's on the grid today? I like to kind of know who's on yeah, the grid. Yeah, I do, I do that too sometimes. I didn't and do also, it yesterday. And also to know if the twins are on the grid. So yesterday, I did not do that. I didn't look at the grid until after our window had passed. And given all of the commitments everyone else had made, it was my assumption that that window to do a twins grid had passed. And okay. I don't think I should be chastised for that because other people have the ability to also go on the immaculate grid before the window starts to check if the twins are on there. So I don't if think I, this is all guns pointing at Dex tweets saying you shot it, both of us it, and yourself in the foot. If I may. Okay, Judd. If I may, Dex, I, I know, though, that it excites you and that you are ordinarily – I'm sure it's Phil occasionally, but you are ordinarily the first one to look at the grid of the three of us. Typically. Because I certainly am not. I thought from a show perspective, I thought that you were flagging the twins and saying, hold on a second here. We need to reconvene. We need to get together and do this. It's the twins. Our our viewers and listeners love this. I thought that you were being a great producer. So when you said, oh, I started it, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. How could you have started it? And you know what? Let's call a spade a spade. Are the three of us ever really busy? Are the three of us? Are the three of us like I? I the job at the plants got me down, man. I can't do any more work. Are we really Fred Flintstone? Whoo! Yabba dabba doo! Sliding down the thing. <laughs> Not really. So I mean, I, I thought you were flagging it. That's my disappointment. I did too. I was a great I, job. When, when you said, "Damn, the twins are on the grid today," I thought it was kind of like a. Are you guys sure you don't have five minutes to uh, to do this with the audience? Uh, Britters, uh, unite. Yeah. In fact, you said, damn, the twins are on the grid today. And it, I guess it was 19 minutes later that you said, well, I already started it. So you, there was a. There was a 15 although, minute although, when you sent it. And okay, an hour I, my, almost after Judd said it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my stance clear on this. Okay. It was a selfish move by Declan to start that grid with the twins on it and not see if the audience could potentially benefit from a five minute episode, six minute episode of the Scorner twin show. It was selfish. I think you owe the audience an apology for depriving them of a twins related immaculate grid yesterday. I really do. Okay. Well, I will apologize to absolutely no one in the words of Connor McGregor, because this was not on me. You got, you were in an airport, you were at training camp for four to five hours, Judd. The window had passed. Did you think about our audience at all when you searched the first player name on that grid solo without us or the listeners of the Scornar Twin no, Show yesterday? No, I wasn't thinking of anyone else. I was thinking of myself. Then there it is. There it is, folks. Very voicey like of you right there. It's really too bad because the audience, the, the, the audience was deprived of one of the great low scores in a box in the history of the Immaculate Grid. When old Macadac landed Dusty Hughes, left-handed reliever specialist for uh, Royals and Twins at a point zero six, a point zero six yesterday, and I had to do it alone On the because Declan already started it. I got a point zero one. What? Is that a North Star? Dallas, Dallas Stars, yeah, Dallas New York Stars. Rangers, 
which of course transfers, I can use old North Stars, Kurt Giles. Mm. Point zero, the head coach of the Edina Hornets hockey team. I've never gotten this before. Point zero one. Wow, dude. Amazing. Now, but I, I have would a question have for you. Shared that with everybody. Well, why did you do that grid solo without checking with Declan, Jesse Pierce, Judd's, the Judd's Hockey Show crew? Yeah, you're going to sit here and you're going to chastise Declan for being grid. selfish. And you, you just incriminated yourself for being no, selfish. No, but we don't do, but we do the grid on JHS occasionally, but I feel like the baseball grid is the is the grid. But I said my piece. I said my I feel piece. like you guys should Declan think about the audience a little bit more when you're about to well, type a name into the grid. Grids, okay? If we want to do more, you know, if, if the if the hockey whisperer wants to participate, we can start Oh, now it's on me. Oh, no, it's called Judd's Hockey Show. We can the hockey grid. If you want, but I, I thought Declan like made a great catch. That's why I was disappointed because mm. he's like, "Oh, the Twins are on." I'm like, "Oh yeah," because I do not look at it first. I you know what, look if I think if you or I would have re- the first response after he said it was 16 minutes later, so we gave him 16 minutes to. I'm not taking any blame for this. This is this is selfish, Declan, not thinking about the audience. But if one of us had responded like but within no, yes. two minutes, he probably would have not. He would have stopped after a square or something. And then we could have sort of taken it very, back. Very Don Dex right now. No, I'm just saying. I think I I feel like the audience the audience Age deserves be better from the Scorn Art Twin Show. Okay. Age might be getting a call. AJ Fredrickson, we got <laughs> we got a bring the left hander. Good I luck. Mean, for, good luck getting AJ out of the fair. Good luck. Yeah, he is our oh. he is our uh, nine. We were told explicitly do not use AJ on anything other than the fair for the next two weeks unless it's uh, St. Thomas football or or Minnesota. You know what? <laughs> I will say this for us three. It's a good thing that in this business, we are really low maintenance. <laughs> There's a lot of people that would not take that well. Which one? The immaculate grid thing or no, the, the no, do, you, do are not, you telling our not, producer that he might be replaced by a different producer? <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying if you were told there, there are certain people who would not take it well if they they were told so and so don't even look at that guy. There are certain hosts in this town who would become pretty damn irate about that. I'm just saying we're low maintenance. We, we are, are low pretty maintenance. low maintenance. Yeah. Well, all right. Are we okay? So going forward, if we ever yeah. see the twins on the grid, let's bring it to the attention of the group first before any of us proceeds individually. I do trust. Are we Declan good on this? Will be the first too, because he is the best at, at like as soon as he wakes up getting the grid. And I should say, unless it's a Saturday or a Sunday where we we aren't. We're, the only time we're going to record a twin show is if it's like a playoff reaction. Can we or contemplate a, that though? Then, like, can we contemplate just a quick? I, I mean, I think if it's a Saturday, I wouldn't mind. Okay, let's just say a blanket rule. Out of bed. Blanket rule: If we see the twins on the grid before anyone embarks solo, bring I, it to bring it to the attention, and then if nobody responds within like thirty minutes, it's over. Go, go on your own. It's over. Declan, I need a verbal one or the uh, other. Yeah, here. go go for it. If it's a Saturday or Sunday, I'm just telling you, right, I'm not I'm not jumping on for that. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a pull a pull up. No, I'm not jumping on. You won't jump on for that? No. Like the twins been on the grid? Zero percent chance I'm jumping on for that. Love you guys, but no. No. I'm okay with that. Declan deserves yeah. some time off. No. He busts no. his ass. Well, no. call me then. I'll do it. Okay. Judd, you bust your ass too. Okay. I'm just I'm not trying oh, to. Oh, I didn't take that as an insult at all. I need egos to flare up here. Okay. 
right, we good? We good? We, are, are we are we good to move past the drama and into the the actual? Well, I'm fine with it. I express my disappointment, but I feel like you are the one who's a little bit more like I feel like you and Dex are far more like this about this than I am. No, I mean I, I've made my position clear. I think if the twins are on the grid, we should check with each other for the sake of the show and the audience. Dex still thinks that that you're off base here. I can tell. Declan, say whatever you need to say, and then we'll no, get I've, into the I have, I have said everything that had to be said. I know I'm in the right. I'm going to be my stubborn father here, <laughs> and that? I'm not going to apologize. Let me ask you this. Let me way. ask you this. <laughs> when is the last time that you have admitted straight up, I was wrong about something on All the show the or in your oh, life? In my life. Besides <laughs> write that down Wednesdays. Of course, on Wednesdays. Go, go spend, spend 24 hours with me next to my fiance, and you will hear a lot. Oh, crap. I screwed Oh, that. God, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Just want to yes. make sure. Yes. All right. Six minutes on the clock. We're looking to go nine for nine here on the Immaculate Grid. Brewer, who was a Brave, which is interesting because both those franchises were in Milwaukee. Oh, so that's an easy one. A Brewer who was a Ranger and a Brewer who's a Hall of Famer. A National or an Expo who was a Brave. A National who was a Ranger and a National who was in the Hall of Fame or an Expo. And then a Cub who was a Brave, a Cub who was a Ranger, and a Cub who is in the Hall of Fame. We'll Love go it. six minutes on the clock here. We're going to work together, and we're going to conquer this today. We're going to overcome our differences. <laughs> uh, the brewer who was a brave, if you want it, Hank Aaron. I'm just, I'm worried. Uh, I'm worried that what something like. Was he both a brewer? He was a brewer? Finished up his career as a brewer. Oh. Se- 755 home runs. Uh, he finished. That up, I think. I think his last two years were spent back in okay. Milwaukee. Is that going to be like a fifty percent one that's going to kill our uh, rarity know. score? I guess we should just probably do it and pray. Twenty nine percent. Okay, a Cub who was a Brave, Jeff Blauser. Mm-hmm. Jeff Blauser. Let's see what that one is. Two percent. Let's go. Um, a Ranger who was a Cub, Jim Sundberg, the catcher. S U N D B E R G. Jim. Who? Sorry. Jim Sunberg. John? Really Jim. Really good catcher. Right there. Point four, dude. Wow. Nice. Okay. We need a, ra- a ranger who was a Nat or an Expo and a Brave who was a Nat or an Expo. Did no oh, Grenke didn't go to Texas. He went to, did Grenke go to Texas? Oh, he, he went Houston. to Houston, Houston and LA. He was with the Angels and the Dodgers. Okay, let's think of Expos. Former Expos who played for Otis Nixon was an expo? Definitely. Well, I don't know about that. No, Marquise Grissom was an expo. Marquise yes. Grissom, right? Wasn't he an expo? And a, he was a brave. Or, am I, or whoa, right. whoa, am I wrong on that? No, I think you're right. No, I'm pretty Marquise sure you're Grissom. right. Yeah, because the expo's been Yep, that's him. No, I think you're right. 11. 11%. Yeah. Nice. It's kind of high, good. actually. Oh, we got the Hall of Fame we column, trying too. To uh, Paul Molitor or... Robin Yount as a brewer. Let's go Molitor, I think. 22, Tim Raines yep. for... Uh, yep, that would work. I don't for, know any... Um, I mean, Vladimir Guerrero, Tim Raines, those guys yeah, are all... Were Andre Dawson, Evan. right? That's good. That's good. A Hall of Fame Cub, Ernie Banks is the probably the... That's probably the biggest one. For, uh, but what about Fergie Jenkins? Mm. Wasn't he a Hall of Famer? Ferguson mm. Jenkins? Mm. I don't know about that. Maddox went to the Cubs, right? Didn't he finish with the Cubs? He started with the Cubs. He started with the, started Cubs, with the Cubs and and finished with the Cubs. 
So we, who's Banks or Maddox? Maddox is probably a lower score than Banks, I would okay. guess. It's probably like 15%. Okay. 10. 10%. Nice. And then we need, wow, we're kind of flying here. We got three minutes left, and we just need a ranger who was a brewer and then a ranger who was an expo or a nat. Pudge? Was Pudge a, Pudge was a national, wasn't he? Was he a national at the end? Uh, I think he potentially finished with. Did Matthew Lecroy play for the Rangers? Uh Uh-uh. I don't think he did. Hank Blaylock play for the? So Texas, wait. (laughs) Nats? Wait, so you've got Texas and Uh, Alfonso Soriano. Yep. Yep. Yes. Wow. This is this is a breeze. See what happens when you when you air out you what go. you need to air out and then you come there together you as a team. There you go. Wow. All right, and now Ranger. a brewer who is a Ranger. Oh be. uh Jonathan Lucroy. Jonathan Lucroy, yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I mean, I we got, how much time do we have? We want to think on uh, this. And we have two Two Luke minutes and twenty seconds. I I don't think we can beat that. That's going to be a low score, right? Yeah, Johnny Lucroy. Yeah, you're not going to have a problem. Wow, dude. Oh, under a hundred for oh, the wow. uh, nice for work. the the rarity score. Nice That's pretty work. dang good, guys. That's really good. You know, can I just out of curiosity? Why do I think FP Santangelo played for the Expos and the Rangers? Just to, I just yeah. want to see if an obscure name would have. F.P. Santangelo. <laughs> Let's see go, here. Go down to the most popular deck. Oh, uh, no, it was Expos, and, and he played for a few other teams, but not the Rangers. I'm curious. what. The, okay, Hank Aaron, Prince Fielder, Robin Young. Brad Hand. Brad Hand. Wow, most popular. Max Scherzer, yeah. that's I'm only at 12, oh, yeah. so, so, so that means, what was the guess rate on that? 64%. Interesting. And what's the uh, Cub? Go back up a little bit. So it's Maddox. So, oh, so, so. Yeah, right. that Robin Yount picture, man. That is a that's he. He's got like a Larry Bird look going on. He's a great salad. That's before Bird too. <laughs> he started it. Yeah. So well, there you go. There's your immaculate grid. Look at that. Just a easy sure breezy fun. nine for nine. Fun to do that with the twins on Thursday too. You know, now that I think about it, that would have been a lot of fun. Here were my twins from yesterday: Dusty Hughes as the twin royal. Brian Buchanan as the twin Padre. That was 0.3%. And then a twin who stole 30 bases in a season, Otis Nixon at 2%. So so I got I got royally screwed, and I thought I, I might. A Philly Padre, I tried Dave Hollins, who unfortunately was in the Padres organization oh, and was oh, picked in the Rule 5 draft by by. Philadelphia, the same day that the Padres lost Shane Mack to the Twins in the same draft. Yeah. But How many times do we need to remind you, Judd, that you have to play a game? A game no, with I that I was team. hoping he had come up at some point in time, and, and then he bounced around. Yeah. Because he bounced around at the end. I was wrong, and that hurt, but it's still fun. Uh, yeah, I used Danny Valencia for Royal Twin, and then I used Jason Marquis for uh, Padre Twin. That's a good one. What about the 30, the 30 steals? I used Ben Revere. I I, I, I used him for the Philly 30 steals. Yeah, and I thought about doing that too, and I thought Guz, I wasn't it. certain on Guzman, and I looked up afterwards, and he didn't, so I would have burned yeah. that guess. He got he had like 25 a few times, but never 30. Yeah, I, one. I, I used my Philly with 30-plus steals was Gary Maddox, who was an outfielder in the 70s. I used Rollins. Um, unfortunately, I thought it was – I screwed up again. I thought it was 30-plus steals with your team, like on that team. 
So I use Knobloch, which I didn't realize it was just 30 plus deals in your career. It didn't. So like you didn't have to be a twin when you did it. Oh, really? Um, I don't know about right? that. Not so pretty sure it's 30, 30 steals with that team. Oh, okay, cool. Then, then I didn't screw up because mm -hmm. I used Chuck who stole like 40 something in 94. 90, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Chuck okay. stole a ton of bases back before he got a little Chuck. bit heftier. Yippee. I wonder what he's up to today. I wonder if he's just on the immaculate grid every day, dominating with late 80s, early 90s players. He got so. booted, man. He, he was supposed to be inducted into the Twins Hall of Fame. Was that like 2019 or 2018? Yeah. And then he and then did something was, weird. Well, yeah, I think he got into a domestic dispute, and they basically just said no. That was a fun press release to drop. Just uh, oh, yeah. sli sliding out that uh, that booth like the Family Guy scene. Well, I'm glad that we avoided a domestic dispute here on the Scornar Twin Show. We worked yeah, out our problems like adults. Yeah. <laughs> we just want the Twins to win a playoff game for the first time in 18 tries. See ya. <laughs>